Welcome. It is seven minutes after 11 o'clock. House of Representatives will be voting soon on a new speaker. Jim Jordan is close, perhaps not over the top. They suspect there will be a protest vote and then another vote where he gets it. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you apprised. Jennifer Bukowski is with us. We were talking about this just before the break. The point that I was trying to make, Jennifer, is that if the Republicans were principled, they would all stand for lowering taxes, cutting spending, reducing the size of government. But they're not. And that's the problem. If they were, then the former Speaker of the House would have set out to accomplish those things. But what's happening here is you've got Republicans who are wishy-washy because they're more concerned with getting reelected than doing what they promised. And they're in districts that Joe Biden perhaps carried. And so they don't want to do those things. Well, they're useless if they don't. So I don't disagree with uh, Matt Gates. He well, stood on uh, principle. So what was Matt Gates's plan then? He's just going to make us not have a speaker and then suddenly they'll get principles? I mean, give me a break, Gary. Well, as one of the listeners who sent me a message, it's great this stops the, uh, the uh, administration and Congress from sending uh, billions of dollars to Israel. Uh, so it, it may not be a bad thing after all, but saying this guy's not doing the job that he promised, let's find somebody else, that's as far as he has to go. Now the Republicans have to coalesce behind someone who will do what he says. How many times have we watched the government, the Republicans, compromise to the left? Over and over and over. It just, it's not a deal unless they compromise to the left. Well, well, I mean, that's part of politics, Gary. You no, have, no. You have to get some certain amount of compromise in order to get things completely through and made into law. Yeah, but all of, the, all of the laws compromise to the left. And so now we have this... Uh, well, I, under Clinton, he compromised to the right with welfare reform. That's one example I can think of. And how long did that last? That wasn't permanent. That didn't last. But Obamacare, it seems to be permanent. Medicare, Medicaid, welfare, all of that is permanent. We, we just keep lurching to the left. The spending on battery-powered vehicles and global warming and alternate forms of energy constantly moving to the left. And now we've got a $33.5 trillion debt that's expected to go way beyond that over the next decade to something in the neighborhood of $50 trillion. They're collapsing our currency because nobody will stand on principle. Yeah. Inflation is high. Yeah. It's, it's time that we stood, you know. But that was before Republicans took back the House. That a lot of those policies leading to the inflation went into effect, but still. Well, well. President Trump sent out checks that he shouldn't have. He, he signed a budget. His very first budget deal was huge. He, oh, I'll never do that again. But he did. He increased the debt by trillions of dollars. Biden by trillions of dollars. We just keep moving to the left. We just keep spending. Somewhere along the line, Someone had to stand up and say, that's it. I am not going to let this happen on my watch. So, so you think this is going to succeed? 
mean, you know, the, if the Republicans stood on principle and came up with a, a smaller government, actually reduced the size of the government and sent that to the Senate, and the Senate killed it, if the government shut down, you could say, "Look, we did our job on the on the right. We we in the House of Representatives, run by the Republicans, gave you this bill. You could have kept the government open, but instead you didn't." You would have had a defense. Yeah. Well, I hope that this does, you know, push things in the right direction like Gates intended and make people more accountable. So that's why, because like Amash, is it, or is it Matthew? One of them is for it. So that's making me, and you're obviously open to it. So that's making me hopeful that this isn't just some stunt that's causing a lot of waste of time so that they can raise those eight people, can raise money off of it and get a lot of attention and causing a lot of dysfunction. <sighs> I hope that my initial instincts on it were incorrect. All right, let's move on because we have a lot more ground to cover. COVID bailout of state and local governments wasn't necessary? Oh, well... How else would Bidenomics work if if we hadn't done that? Yeah, this is this is a new report from the Governmental Accountability Office. This is an article in Reason Magazine saying that states have just spent forty five percent of the funding they had received through the coronavirus state and local fiscal recovery funds program, a three hundred fifty billion dollar line item within the two trillion dollar American Rescue Plan Act (ARPA) which passed in March of 2021. Local governments have reported spending just 38% of their funds received through the same program. So the states and local have not spent all this money, but I, we can see just around here from personal experience, like they're trying to find new things to use ARPA money on. They didn't actually need that ARPA money to begin with. And so the whole thing, which contributed quite a bit to inflation, that additional $2 trillion, was a big mistake and uh, it's frustrating like one thing Iowa used millions of dollars like 12.5 million to build a Fields of Dreams movie set baseball stadium well the truth is when that money does get spent it will add to the inflation it's money we didn't have that we printed that will get pushed into circulation and that means that, you know, the, whatever... Prices stay high. Yep. Home prices stay high. Yeah. And inflation stays high. So mortgage rates stay high. It's it's a never-ending battle. And, and the administration is not helping the Federal Reserve. If they worked together, they could have gotten this under control a long time ago. But they insist on spending this money. And it adds to inflation... And when it adds to inflation, the Federal Reserve cranks the interest rates even more. Stock market goes into tumult for a couple of days. Then they learn to deal with it. Then you got the bond inversion uh, going on with the long term and the short term. And they're just making a mess of the economy. And it's as though they reached into your wallet, took out a dollar and gave you 90 cents change. And then they did it again and gave you 80 cents change. They just keep taking that money. It's the It's a tax hike without being a tax hike. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And it affects everyone. They they keep talking about, oh, well, they want to bilk the rich, 
and the billionaires should pay their fair share because the inflation hurts the most. You know, people living paycheck to paycheck that need to go to the grocery store and pay these greatly increased prices or, you know, go through a fast food lane and try to feed a family of four. You can't, it's like shocking, sticker shock when you go through and order food for four people at a fast food place now. A few years ago, I was at uh, a McDonald's on Range Line, um, and I and I got uh, dinner for Gwen and me, and I think it was a Big Mac meal and a quarter pounder meal with with two diet cokes, and it came to like twenty bucks, and I thought, man, that's really steep. I went to hamburger joint last week, and it was like fourteen dollars for one meal. Yeah, I'm, it's getting crazy. Beef is expensive. Yeah, and. Uh yeah, it starts adding up. I mean, you can you can pull a hundred bucks if you're on fast food for poor people. Pretty, I mean, if you order anything extra, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, you used to be able to sit down and have dinner for that uh, oh, at, a, yeah. at, at a regular Perfect. restaurant instead of a fast food place. Yeah. All right, uh, we've uh, we've got a clock uh, ticking problem here, and that means we have to take a quick break. Jennifer Bukowski is with us, criminal defense attorney. Uh, who keeps your fingers on the pulse of everything, uh, both nationally and internationally. And, uh, by the way, she's also filling in for Randy Tobler this afternoon, 4 to 6. South Park. I love South Park. Very libertarian. Yeah, me too. I can't uh, wait parent. for their next episode. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, they're mocking somebody. We'll find out who next on The Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 20 minutes after 11, and Jennifer Bukowski is with us. They're doing a roll call here in uh, the House of Representatives. Uh, they're uh, going to have a vote on uh, the speaker. Uh, apparently, uh, the uh, possibility exists that that vote will happen while we're on the air. We'll keep you apprised. Uh, if, uh, if Jordan comes within just a few votes, I think they'll do it again. Uh, they're... There's a suggestion, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Bukowski with us, uh, that that there may be a, a protest vote, an opportunity to say, no, I don't want him. Uh, and then another opportunity to go, all right, we'll we'll take him, but we're not happy about it. So it may take a couple of votes for him to get it. If there's a big gap, like 10, 12, 15 votes shy, then they're going to have to pull back um, and and. Because they don't want the embarrassment on the Yeah, floor. and this one is public. Like, they're all sitting there in the House. Yeah. And we'll get to see how they vote. Because they've been doing these secret ballots as they've tried to suss out whether it'll be Scalise or Jordan in caucus well, this for is a, a week now. So now this is going to be in front of everyone. This is also a way for Jordan to find out, you know, who the real resistance. Yeah, who's voting against him. If Yeah. And then perhaps work on them. Uh, but if not Jordan, I don't know who else they would put in that position. Uh, Steve Scalise has dropped out. He's not interested. Uh, the former speaker says he's not interested. I wouldn't want the job myself. But, you know, they're running out of options and they're running out of time. And they're going to have to do something. And again, like I said, if they were, you know, if they were principled, all believed in the same things, they would have... You know, easily lined up behind him. Um, we'll just have to wait. There's like uh, 10 seconds left uh, in the uh, for the call for the quorum, and uh, we'll see what uh, 
how this unfolds. And by the way, it can change. Depends on, you know, if you're not voting, but just voting present. Uh, the ratio, I guess, uh, can change the numbers necessary. I can't imagine the Democrats helping the Republicans on this. Um, They're in lockstep, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. You would think that some of them would be in close enough districts that they would take an opportunity like this to help out the Speaker of the House. But none of them have broken away. Not a single one. It's a lot easier to be uniform, unified when you're in the minority. When you're in the majority, that's when things get tough. Because now you're not, you're, you're not arguing against somebody. You're arguing that you have a better way, a better path. And then it gets complicated. Or they punish them harder in the Democrats if they break with the pack. I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Uh, and we'll keep uh, we'll keep up to date on this. South Park. You liked <laughs> South Park. South Park is never afraid to uh, be politically incorrect. In fact, it's part of their brand. But, you know, it is four white little boys that have been the beloved characters of that show for, what, 20, 30 years now? Yeah. And, uh, They've decided to go ahead and make it more inclusive, Carrie. So they're going to have an episode (laughs) (laughs) coming out next week where every single one of uh, the four white boys is now going to be portrayed by like an adult female of color, BIPOC, uh, two black or wait, one Native American. I'm not sure, but uh, none of them are going to be white boys. And uh, it's going to be pretty funny because they're mocking how... You know, Netflix has gone ahead and recast all these characters. I mean, that Bridgerton series, that's based on novels. There are no black people in that entire series, but they decided to make the queen black and the duke black. Those are the two most important people in the reboot of that show. Snow White, whose skin is white as snow, they cast a Puerto Rican, Latina, in that role. Like, there's nobody that they have not decided to go ahead and recast as a minority, and you know, some of that is fine, but it's just kind of obnoxious, and it's in part because uh, of new things like the after there was a pushback after all the movies that were up for Best Picture weren't involving starring people of color, they said, okay, from now on, in order to even be considered for Best Picture, you need to have a certain amount of uh, diversity in your cast. So, uh, you know, even things that are set in like the 18 or the 1700s in Sweden, the filmmakers are getting questions like, well, why haven't you included any people in color in your cast? And they're like, well, it was, it was set in the 1700s in Sweden. <laughs> like there were people of color there, but uh, I think it'll be funny to see them lampoon this next week. They are uh, very libertarian. And uh, I <laughs> they really... said it's called South Park joining the Panderverse. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, oh, by the way, have you been watching? Uh, did you ever get around to watching Bosch? Um, I I started watching one of the seasons, uh, the first season. I need to get back to it. Well, Bosch Legacy um, is him after uh, as a private detective, and it's a, it's a continuation of the program. And uh, the next two episodes for the new season come out on Friday. So if you're a Bosch Legacy fan or a Bosch fan uh, and you've got Paramount, 
Um, I have a confession. I got so down on Israel and everything else that I decided to watch something as mindless as possible. And for the first time ever, I watched a Bachelor show. Not just anyone, but the Golden Bachelor. So that was kind of interesting. Have you seen this new one that's coming? Where they? Yeah, that's the one. It's Golden Bachelor. No, 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 no. No, this new one. Uh, these people are behind a sort of opaque glass panel. Oh, yeah. Love is Blind. I've watched all five seasons, actually, of that one. Where they eventually end up naked? No. Uh, yeah, I didn't think you were. Uh, yeah, they, they slowly raise the, the, the opaque glass, I guess, every episode. And you see more and more of these people. Oh. Uh, until at the very end, when the woman who's looking at the guys also has to be stark naked. Uh, and then she chooses uh, who she wants to go out with based on what she sees. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it comes to us from uh, from Great Britain. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Brian that can't wait. Like high quality stuff, quality British television. <laughs> All right. Uh, very quickly, uh, Harry and Meghan. Well, Gary, don't despair. They're back from their vacation at this exclusive island, Canuan, in the Grenadines, which is where the billionaires go to hide from the millionaires. Uh, they were uh, for Mental Health Day in New York City, but believe it or not, Gary, they had they got it right on Israel uh, and issued a statement. I'm trying to pull this uh, Daily Mail article up with all the ads. It's hard to get it to load, but you would think, you know, of all the colleges and everything, people like that issuing asinine statements, they just simply said uh, that they were with Israel at the, and they're against all acts of terrorism and brutality. So good for them for not messing that up. I could have seen them uh, going the other way on that for sure. I don't know. Brian seemed a little anticlimactic to you. It does, yeah. yeah I, was I was expecting a little, a little bit juicier more. than that. <laughs> uh, all right, let me do this. Uh, Chuck, oh, on the, on the speaker thing. Uh, how much time do we have, Brian? One minute. One minute. Uh, let's get Chuck on very quickly. Chuck, good morning. Good morning. You know, I'm not sure exactly what, uh, if it was an unintended consequence or not, but it, it seems to me that they've kind of made the Speaker of the House position now sort of a slot you're going to, subject yourself to being a pariah or 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 um i don't even know want to say political suicide but it's like nobody wants yeah nobody wants to uh, be associated with that spot yeah who would want it when they can just oust you and humiliate you i mean you go through like all those votes and he finally gets it and then they just bounced him like that yeah, and, and to me, if I was Jim Jordan, I would think, man, looking at what's going on, I, I would feel like as good a job as he's done up to this point and what he's done, he would be taking a step down in his career to me. That's just the way I'd perceive it. All right. Hey, Chuck, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Jennifer will be in studio 4 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, she will be sitting in for Randy Tobler. And how many days are you doing this? The rest of the week, Tuesday through Friday. For the rest of the week. Uh, so you will get top-notch information, entertaining guests, um, and, and right here on this station. Cannot go wrong. Jennifer, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Gary. All right. Quick break. We'll keep you up to date on the speaker's race on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. Waiting for the vote in the House of Representatives for the Speaker. We'll keep you up to date. It is 1135. And apparently we are going to send sailors and Marines to perhaps aid Israel. Now, they're, if I'm not mistaken, they're alleging that um, this is all about uh, getting back American citizens. But it's going to get messy. Uh, U.S. sending sailors, um, Marines, uh, toward Israel defense. It uh, it looks like we're going to get a, a, a U.S. presence. I I really hope. I really hope we don't get involved in this. I I just know it's going to get messy. The United States is sending an amphibious task force of thousands of U.S. sailors and Marines toward Israel, where they will be positioned aboard warships in case the conflict there with Hamas expands. It's not, it's not that I don't feel sorry for Israel. I do. But we need to let them fight their own fight, let them fight it the way they want to fight it, and we need to stay the hell out of it. Oh, we will never learn. We will never learn. Kind of sad. Because we can't afford it. Uh, Speaking of affording things, the administration is finally admitting what I have been telling you and others have been saying for the longest time that Social Security is in trouble. And President Biden has a way, he says, to fix it. But what he really has is a way to increase the national debt. I'll explain that in a few. On Israel, we got David on the line. Good morning. Well, good morning, Gary. Hey, you know, it's amazing uh, how, you know, and I like the way Chuck Schumer and the other politicians have went over to Israel, and, and that's a good thing, which I don't care for Chuck. But here's something really surprising. Cuckoo Cory Bush and the squad and, and those... Uh, whatever you want to call them, how come they don't go over there and visit Hamas and see if they can't get things lined out, you know, uh, on that end? You know, nobody seems to kind of discuss that and try to de-escalate that side. And all they want to do is their so-called rhetoric, trying to to blame Israel and all that stuff. How come they don't send their little entourage over there to to talk to the Palestinians over there in the Gaza Strip? Send the squad. Corey Bush is such an embarrassment for the state of Missouri. And so, and, and Tlaib is, they're all at AOC. They're embarrassing. Well, uh, it's even worse. They just don't even know their own family. You know, it's all about them. It is nobody else. They're not even Americans, Gary. Well, uh, I, would, I would argue they're just socialists. And terrorists. And I mean that, terrorists. David, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Scott on Israel, good morning. Gary, you're exactly right about Israel and how they need to fight their fights and they need to be allowed to fight their fight how they want to fight it because the United States would not intervene. They're not going to intervene when China uh, moves into Taiwan, which is happening in 3, 2, 1. You know that's going to happen. I mean... Stay tuned. 
So, yeah, we need to really challenge our assumptions on our foreign policy and and who we're getting advice from. <laughs> Remember the founding fathers, beware foreign entanglements. Exactly. And it, we it just... Is, illustrated every day europe hates our guts they are so jealous and we keep we following so many people of different ethnicities getting along every single day we keep following europe into hell you know it was the oh. british that came in and carved up the middle east and did it in such a way on purpose so that they would continue to fight each other making it easier for the british to control them and then we stepped in and, you know, and it goes back, I, I talked about this uh, earlier in the week. Vietnam, that was the French. They're the ones that screwed the pooch in Vietnam. Then they couldn't handle it, and we stepped in there. We just keep doing this. Stop. Yes, right. and, and yes, thank you, Gary. Thank you, Scott. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, we just keep doing it. We just keep doing it. Um, I, I said last week on Monday... I did the first hour of the program, uh, and I pointed out that with what's going on in the Middle East, you should get a firearm, get some training, and carry it with you. And people thought I was exaggerating. People thought that I was, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, trying to stir up some... Uh, some emotion. But now the FBI is warning us that there is a rise of terror threats in the United States. That means that I was correct. It is a threat. Here's the thing. You think you're in central Missouri? Nothing's going to happen here. That's nonsense. They will be anywhere. You've no idea yeah, where the bad the, guys. Uh, look at the Chiron on Fox News. Fourth Iranian uh, on terror list caught entering the United States. Yeah, and then they caught some uh, some uh, Lebanese uh, people coming across that could have been uh, Hezbollah. I again, everything that we've done, everything we've done to, has made this more difficult. If we, you know, did what I said at the border, everyone who had a legitimate, honest uh, desire to come in and be an American would come to the front door. They wouldn't go traipsing through the desert and swimming across a river. They'd come in through the front door. Anybody that was doing the latter, everybody that was, that was uh, you know, swimming across the river, uh, marching across the mountains and the deserts to get into the country instead of coming to the front door, you'd know they were the bad guys. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it the hard way. It'd make it so much easier to keep track of what's going on. But nobody listens. Everybody thinks that the way it is is the way it's always been, and it isn't true. It isn't true. There was a time when you could walk into this country, and you knew when you got here, opportunities abound, but that you had to, um, you had to work for it. Nobody would hand it to you. Now people are coming in to get on the freebies ride. By the way, uh, Representative Elise Stefanik is right now nominating Jim Jordan. 
a time for House Speaker. A time when hardworking American families are struggling under the vice of inflation, not able to afford groceries, heat, or gas because of the trillions and trillions of dollars of reckless spending by failed far-left government. A time when millions are being illegally trafficked and smuggled across our southern and northern borders due to the catastrophic and inhumane wide-open borders of Joe Biden. A time when violent crime is skyrocketing. It's Elise Stefanik, and uh, she's a Republican from New York, and uh, she is uh, pushing for Jim Jordan. And what she's going to do is make a speech that primarily is about Biden and how uh, we need somebody like Jordan to stop it. Democrats are going to have a similar opportunity to bring up uh, their their candidate, who's now the uh, minority leader in the in the House. Um, this is just theater right now when they get around to doing a vote and i'm not sure this is likely to take longer than than uh, i was anticipating brian yeah i think uh, it will by the time they get through with all their speechifying yeah it'll be afternoon it'll be after 12 noon but we'll keep you up to date we'll let you know if uh, if anything changes social security president bush president bush president biden has a plan he says it's a comprehensive solution to bolster social security it is not. It is merely a way to increase the national debt. I'll explain it next on The Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. Ten minutes to noon, and then uh, Glenn Beck comes up, Sean Hannity after that. And then uh, Jennifer Bukowski sitting in for Randy Tobler. So uh, that's a great lineup uh, to keep your uh, ride home informed and entertained. Uh, in the meantime, a couple of things that I want to get to before I, I run out of time. One of them is President Biden's plan that supposedly is a solution to bolster Social Security. Some people are saying Social Security is going broke. It, it really is not going broke. Social Security is running out of money that it loaned the Treasury. And what they're going to end up doing is paying retirees... Only the amount of money that's coming into the uh, into Social Security. In other words, they come up with a shortfall. They can't go, well, pay us back that money from the Treasury because there's none left. And there are so many baby boomers that the people who are working are going to be struggling to come up with the amount of money necessary to pay all the baby boomers their retirements as promised. Now, the Democrats and the Republicans don't want to touch it. They don't want to hurt it. They don't want to admit that it's a failed program that's going broke. So left to its own, left to go its natural course, it won't go broke, but you will get about 25% fewer dollars in your Social Security check when all of this happens. And it happens in the next few years, really. Uh, it's not that far down the road. So President Biden is saying, we're going to keep paying it. We're going to fix it. And his plan to fix it is to increase the maximum salary for Social Security benefits. If you make over $165,000 a year, uh, say you make another five grand, that five grand doesn't have Social Security taken out of it. So he wants to raise that from one sixty-five dollars to $400,000. So the first four hundred thousand dollars 
you make, they will tax for Social Security. And he is right. That will provide probably enough funds to support Social Security recipients. I bet there's a rub. You see, when they take that money in, it will be virtually overnight. The moment it engages, Social Security will get this surge of cash well beyond what is being sent out to recipients. And there is where things get bumpy. Because that's the way the system operated for years. And the problem has been there was nowhere to store that money. It's not like they went out and bought stocks. It's not like they found a savings account at, uh, you know, the Missouri Credit Union and left the money in there. They gave it to the Treasury to spend. And when they did that, they increased the debt. That's money that has to go back into the system. So it's increasing the national debt. There is, there is no way out of this. There is no way that you can save Social Security, if it's run by the government, without increasing the national debt. It's just not doable. But at least they're admitting, finally, that there is a real problem coming down the road. Now, if we could just get them to come up with a plan to privatize it, we could all be a lot better off. In fact, if you could bring us back to the constitutionally limited government, Social Security recipients would be in a much better place. Because we'd quit borrowing money. Interest rates would come down. Prices of goods and services would come down. The marketplace would provide you with your spending money. And it would start whenever you wanted it to. You get rid of the income tax and you let people invest. When they've got a sufficient amount of money, they're generating enough revenue from their investments that they can live on it. They could retire much earlier. Maybe they retire when they're 50 years old. And then they live off the interest. That would be ideal. But that would mean that you're not too stupid. That would mean that you can invest. That would mean that you don't need the government. And if there's anything the left want, it's for you to need the government. You don't need the government. You don't need the left. Terrifies them. So they will never come up with a real solution. And the Republicans, they lack the spine to make the case. Final story here. James Comer uh, in the House. He, he, he has, uh, you know, we've discovered that the timeline on those Biden do uh, documents that were top secret that he should not have had, that they found them months before they admitted they found them. And that they were sending White House staff to go through those papers. I certainly hope they were qualified to see top secret documents. 
But he raises an issue that perhaps the reason they sent White House staff there first was because there were papers dealing with the Biden family business. Which is, of course, extorting money from foreign countries. And so they had to go there and weed those papers out to protect the Biden administration. I don't know how they're going to prove it. I don't know if he has some proof. But it stands to reason. Why else would you go there months in advance and go through those papers? And it appears that he just wasn't as forthcoming as he suggested with the archives. This was clearly a panic moment on the part of the Democrats and the Bidens in particular, especially when they were going after Donald Trump on top secret documents. The differences between these two gets, well, smaller and smaller. The real difference, if there is any, is that Biden can pardon himself. Trump can't. But it's an interesting observation that they literally kept it a secret for months while they went through and weeded through the papers. If any of the classified documents mishandled by the uh, President Biden involved countries or individuals that had financial dealings with Biden family members or their related companies, the committee needs access to that information to evaluate whether our national security has been compromised. Is he indebted to the Chinese? Is he indebted to Ukraine? Is he making decisions based on the monies they got from those countries, including, I might add, Russia? It gives the House of Representatives a solid motive to continue to investigate what's going on and what happened with the, with the Biden family. And it does. It's, start, it's starting to sound like a crime family. You know, Guido Fabitz and Joe Fafantone and hey, uh, we got this, uh, we got this deal with these uh, foreign countries. We're out of time. We got to run. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem, Gwen, baby, honey. I'm coming home.